Hey folks, welcome to Virginia United's podcast. Today we have on Virginia's 4th District Congressional Candidate, Leon Benjamin. Leon, welcome to the show. Hey Matt, how you doing man? I'm doing well, how have you been? Uh, busy man, working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen, I've seen. Um, how's everything been going on, on the... Uh, the political front it's going great man gaining a lot lots of momentum right now good good so 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 currently what is the status as far as where do you think you're standing um maybe backtrack just a second just for anybody who may or may not know who you are a proper introduction i know i've had you on before um but to new listeners they might want to be filled in and uh, i'm going to give you the opportunity to kind of introduce yourself real quick all right. Well, my name is Leon Benjamin. Uh, I'm a candidate for Congress in Virginia's 4th Congressional District, uh, husband of 30 years, uh, pastor of 20 years, Navy combat veteran, served in the Gulf Wars during Desert Shield, Desert Storm. And uh, currently right now, uh, we are standing in a very, uh, I guess, opportune moment to see the, uh, the 4th Congressional District uh, uh, take on a new look. And uh, so we, we are excited about that. And so we're glad to be here with you to share to share uh, what's going on um, with your uh, listening audience. Yeah, I appreciate you being on as well. And so I, I, I guess I, would, I actually should start out with, with with asking you, how optimistic do you feel right now about Virginia and the direction that we're going in and, you know, just just the political battleground that we're on currently? Are you feeling like we're we're and heading in the right direction currently, or do you feel more so how, you know, we all felt back in, in, you know, 2020, 2021. Yeah. Well, we're, we're that's a two-sided coin. Yeah. <laughs> one, one side, things are terrible. Um, <laughs> we have, we have to admit uh, we have now high gas prices, uh, inflation, the worst in 40 years. Uh, we are now energy dependent when we were uh, two years ago, we were energy independent about to be the largest exporter. Of, of energy and some kind of way that is turned the opposite way. Uh, the stocks are down uh, and interest rates are up and people are losing their homes. There's a food shortage. I mean, I could go on more and more. Uh, parents are being attacked at school board meetings called being called insurrectionists and uh, children are being taught that they can make decisions about changing their sex, um, which if, my grandma was alive right now. She would smack me upside the head. <laughs> okay, right, yeah. What are y'all doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and many of the children without parental consent are, are, are being told that they can do these types of things as well, which is very concerning. Right. Going around the back door. I mean, just totally avoiding uh, uh, the, the, the parents' uh, uh, authority. Uh, the, yeah. the government doesn't own our children. Our, our children belong belong to the parents' uh, guardianship and responsibility to raise their children. So th that side of the coin uh, is definitely uh, the, the 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 outs. You know, the onlook and the and the uh, the onsite is is bleak. But on the mm -hmm. other side of the coin, we are as Americans, we're very resilient, and just like in history, uh, we we have a chance to stand up, uh, speak out, show up. And, and let God show out. And, and, and so those are the two things kind of, uh, if we could say, conflicting. Um, one is against the other and the other is against one, the one. And, and But I believe, I believe at the end of the day, though, uh, that 
uh, that American citizens and those that are awakened will see the truth for what it is, for what's really been going on and make that decision, especially uh, right now, uh, to have faith again in God and not in government and to believe in our Constitution and to believe that there will be leadership that, just like in our history, uh, will arise to the occasion uh, to uh, take a stand and to be able to bring back uh, on the other side of the coin, uh, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah, I, I'm really hoping as well that, you know, people start waking up. Uh, I, I, obviously, I, I shouldn't say start because I know that they have been. I know that there are, are literally thousands upon thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of, of Americans that have, you know, seen what's gone on over the past, you know, two, two, two and a half years now and have woken up to some aspects as to what's going on. My, my big fear um, specifically from maybe not even a po political battle battleground, but from a spiritual battleground um, within this country, it seems that truth. And, and, and when I'm referring to truth, I'm talking about God um, has become uh, meaningless almost to, in some, in some instances where truth does not matter as much as uh, of self-truth. So, so ultimate truth versus, you know, self-truth. And it, it almost seems as if God has taken a back seat. And this is something that's been going on for, for, you know, not just the past couple, couple of years, this is, you know, this is generational. This has been going on for decades where, you know, God has been taken out of schools and more and more, we are becoming less of a faith-based country. Um, and, you know, with a country, you know, void of, of truth, uh, there, there are no barriers essentially. So there, there really are no um, guidelines or stipulations when it comes to, to morality. And I've seen this decline in, in at least from a, a moral perspective from this country within the past decade, it's, it's drastically declined. Um, you know, 10 years ago, uh, not even five years ago, really, we were, we weren't talking about pronoun usage. We weren't talking about you know, transgendering, you know, young children, giving 11 and 12 year olds mastectomies and castrating young boys. And, you know, it, it's almost as if it's from a straight out of a, a, a book from, you know, biblical times. And it's concerning because, you know, my pastor this past week was was talking uh, this past Sunday about, um, you know, his concern. One of his major concerns is, you know, in the next decade or so, is he going to even you know be able to without being arrested, preach? you know, the, the gospel. Um, and, and it seems that, you know, this moral decline has become more and more apparent uh, over the last decade, uh, at least in my, you know, 41 years of being here um, than I've ever seen. And uh, it's highly concerning. We, we, we haven't had a evangelism and um, you know, there, there hasn't been a Billy Graham moment there. There hasn't been someone that that's out there really evangelizing uh, the people in America. And, and again, a country, you know, without truth, um, anything goes. And that's that's pretty scary. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally agree. I, I really want to make just make a, a note here that uh, the, 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 the role of, of the believer uh, or the body of Christ is not to bash people over the head with truth, mm -hmm. uh, but to share the gospel, the good news, and that those that see it uh, will gladly receive it. Uh, the, it seems like the left and the Democrats wants us to go into what we call a civil war where we end up ultimately destroying each other. And, 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 and instead of sharing the message of love uh, to whosoever, that includes uh, 
the, the, the gay, the, the lesbian, I mean, the homosexual, the adulterer, the fornicator. I mean, um, mm. there, there's even a group with inside the LGBTQ uh, that is now fighting against, uh, you know, the transgenderism, uh, the yeah. grooming uh, of, of really the what we call sometimes the, the, the P word, you know, pedophilia. Mm -hmm. that, that, that there's a group inside even their own that are saying we're not going to stand for this. <laughs> this, yeah. is, this is outside even of the parameters of what we were even asking for when it comes to equality. And, yeah. and, and so this is something that I believe um, if, 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 uh, if the Republican Party uh, really wants to stand up and show up and show out and let God show up is to be, begin to state the values again. What are our values? What do we really mean? Because the platform of the Democratic Party, obviously, uh, if anyone is voting Democrat right now, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, wondering, <laughs> what are your core values? Um, because right now they are pushing uh, for the economy. They are, they are, they are pushing poverty. Uh, for family, uh, they're pushing destruction. Uh, for education, uh, they're pushing communism. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so in socialism. And, and, and so I'm trying to figure out where's the Republican Party right now when it comes to standing for core values and for truth uh, and for that which is in the Bible and that which is uh, laid out in our Constitution so eloquently by our founding fathers that they would probably be turning in their grave right now going, wait a minute, separates of church and state. What are you talking about? We never meant that. You know, yeah. we, we never meant a weak military. You know, we, we never we never meant. Uh, giving our powers over to our enemy, what are they doing? Yeah. And, and so, uh, Matt, right now we are in a precarious moment, but also a predictable moment if we stand true uh, to what is in God's word and what is in our constitution. It's predictable. Yeah. Uh, and and, and it, 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 history has already proven what happens when patriots show up. Uh, mm -hmm. God shows out when patriots show up. Yeah. And, and that and I think, honestly, that's what we you know, for me, that's the the glimmer of hope. My my you know, my my hope is that more patriots start to take a stand, um, stop wavering in their core values. Um, and, and, and specifically within the you know, from the political spectrum on the Republican side, you know, I've seen too many, uh, you know, when I was part of the the uh, Central Virginia Young Republicans, um, too many individuals wavered on core values in, in order to appease a demographic, which of which typically was marginal. I mean, just a very small demographic of people just to get a vote. And as a from a, a perspective of looking at it from a, I guess a, a if, if I'm playing chess in a four dimensional you know front, then I'm trying to look at every single pot potential move that I can make in order to get a vote. However, to me, and this is just a personal belief, but to me, I'm not willing to compromise my my beliefs, my core values, my my faith. Um, I'm not willing to compromise, you know, my religion uh, as a whole as to what I stand for in order to get a vote. And that was one thing that I saw in the Central Virginia Young Republicans when I was with them. Um, they were very, very factionalized, and unfortunately. Um, because of the factions, and again, this is all throughout, you know, it's not just Republican Party, the Democratic Party is just like the same way, but because of these factions, you have little kinks in your armor. Um, and I think the Republicans from 
just a historical standpoint of view, have always relied heavily on, you know, the the core values of what this country stands for and the Constitution and, and how our forefathers thought. But I don't know necessarily if that is good enough anymore. And, I, and, I don't, and I'm not trying to downplay it, but I don't know if playing that type of game with the Democratic Party is effective anymore. And I think that it it's going to take more. It's going to take patriots to start, you know, standing the ground to to wake up, to rise up, and to actually take action. And I'm not talking about fr- from a perspective of like, you know, a January sixth scenario where we have uh, civil unrest. Um, but I do think from a local level to statewide level um, to really get actively in, involved and engaged. The problem that I've seen. Um, is that there are too many individuals that have become complacent. You know, at the end of the day, we're talking right now, you and I talk, if we do nothing after the conversation, if it's all talk and no action, then obviously things aren't going to get done. And I've seen that time and time again with, you know, the Republican Party, with individuals within the party system. I mean, even here in Virginia, I've seen that time and time again, and it's very frustrating. Um, but then I also see, have seen individuals that do the opposite, that that have never been involved that all of a sudden they just there's this flame and they wake up and then they take charge and then they're just going at it the problem is, is i don't see enough people hopping on board with them as far as having good leaders um that that to me i, I feel like has been a, a big problem within the party system as a whole because there's again too many factions within the party i'm hoping um matt that what's going to happen and not just relating to this the midterms because uh, th- that is going to be critical uh, what 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 the outcome, what the outcomes are, uh, but right now in terms of uh, awakening, uh, I am hoping uh, that people such as yourself and myself, that uh, there is uh, what what we call uh, uh, an aha moment, <laughs> mm. where uh, people get their own personal, uh, so to speak, like Moses in the burning bush, where they hear the voice of God say, go down to Egypt and, and, <laughs> and tell Pharaoh, let my people go, you know, and, 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 and allow the, uh, the backing of that word of, of that declaration uh, to be followed up by signs and wonders or what we call sometimes miracles or things that cannot be explained. I believe that we're in a moment uh, that, that as far as for my race, um, just talking to everyday people, connecting with whether it be the African American community, the Hispanic community, the Latino, uh, all, all the whatever, whatever gender they are, male or female, doesn't matter. Uh, that that everyone is getting their own aha moment and and their own uh, experience that I must, like you said earlier, I must do something, and then connecting with like-minded people, uh, and 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 seeing that merger happened because it seemed like everybody else is coming together. The wicked are coming together. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And, and it seemed like they are, they have unlimited partnerships. It seems sometimes you can always find somebody wicked, but when the righteous come together, it seems like you're looking like when, the, like Elijah in the old Testament saying he's the only one, no, everybody else is bowed, you know, and God is saying, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Everybody hasn't bowed to Baal you know, or kiss this ring. I got yeah. 7,000 that have been preserved. And so get out of that cave. 
and go and go do what I called you to do. And you'll you'll see the people as you go. And I think that's what's happening over these next few weeks. I'm talking about over the next few weeks, Matt, that mm. we're going to start to see the people as we go. We're going to see them as we go. Yeah, I, I'm 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 looking forward. I'm I'm very much so looking forward towards you know November to see potentially what's going to happen. You know some of the the rumors that have been swirling and some of the 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 things that have already come to fruition as far as what it, it's giving me a a kind of a, a a a map or a guideline as to what potentially is going to happen. And and you know some of those positive aspects, you know. Uh, Anthony Fauci's already said that he's, you know, going to be retiring from his position or resigning from his position. And, uh, and it, it seems to me like there's a, there's this path of where things are potentially going to be uh, set up to, to, to expose some things that need to be exposed, but also to a victory um, of which I think we really need. Now, you know, I've seen a lot of opposition as well, uh, you know, not just statewide, but obviously nationally, too. You know, some of the examples obviously have been the attacks on the 45th president and the the raid in Mar-a-Lago, you know, and things like that that have gone on where, you know, the affidavit, uh, you know, everything, everything was redacted. And, and you know, it, it, there's just so much corruption going on. And it seems that the more this corruption is exposed and comes to light, the more people are starting to wake up and the more people are starting to actually, you know, say, huh, like you said, this aha moment, even Bill Maher the other day was specifically talking about uh, Hunter Biden's laptop and talking about how the suppression and the censorship was, you know, it was, it was, it was criminal. And the fact that, that, you know, companies like Facebook and Twitter and, you know, just major social media platforms, as well as major, uh, media outlets uh, and networks were censoring this and shutting it down as disinformation or whatever it may be. But it also has exposed so much. And now even the left, in many instances that have a lot of uh, media presence and an influence are starting to even say, hey, look, something's not right here. And I, I think that's a, a, a recipe for us to to win, um, you know, come this November. I'm really hoping that uh, we we have a strong you know win this 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 November and things you know continue to move in a positive direction, but there's a lot of opposition still. I, I think it's coming down to, and I don't mean to be carnal right here. Uh, it's this thing is starting to affect everybody's pocketbook and wallet. Mm. <laughs> mm. I mean, when we see what's going to happen with this, uh, so to speak, uh, payoff student loans oh, uh, that ridiculous. every American. Uh, you know, making uh, over a hundred and some thousand dollars, I guess, uh, a year. Uh, some of them may not be affected because uh, we're finding out that most of the wealthy have these loans out. They have the mm -hmm. lawyer loans, the doctor loans, you know, the, the masters, you know, taking a master's degree. And the people who are going to be paying for this are the ones who uh, this administration said, we're not going to mess with you. You know, this is we want the wealthy to pay their fair share. Yeah. <laughs> and it seems like this thing is going to hit average per average household about nine thousand dollars. Yeah. Per average yeah. household. Yeah. Okay. I saw I saw the statistics on that the other day. And, and you know, what, what's surreal to me or, or I don't know, sometimes I'm just, you know, there are certain days when I look at every aspect as to what's going on. And then I try to make sense of it. Um, and, and then I try to look from, you know, look, look to the Bible and scripture to figure out as to, okay, 
you know, where can I find an instance where something like this or, or something, some situation has occurred where things seem extremely bleak. And then I find that, that, you know, one scripture that gives me some hope. And then there are other days when I just look at this and I say, how can people not see what's going on? And, and, and I question, (laughs) I question the, the intelligence of, of just the individuals that are living in this country. And I hate to, I, I, I don't like to say it like that because I know that sounds extremely condescending and, and arrogant to some, to, to some extent, but it's as if almost there's either willingful ignorance going on or people just want to double down because they don't want to admit they're wrong. So maybe there's a lot of pride and, and uh, you know, there's just a lot of proud people out there, which I'm sure there is, but, in an instance like like this, with with this loan forgiveness, and we have you know the 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 press secretary, Karine uh, uh, Jean Pierre, say that the government's paying for this, um, and then you know she gets asked even a simple question as to well well who who pays the government, and she can't answer these questions. It's just mind blowing, and I don't understand why people aren't, or at least not everyone. I don't want to generalize, but I don't understand why many people aren't questioning out loud about this you know maybe maybe people are questioning this internally and and people are internalizing what's going on and 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 i'm hopeful that they are um but there's just so much that's blatantly in your face now it's really hard to turn a blind eye to it um but you're still seeing that and and that's you know it's concerning and and not to sound completely bleak and and pessimistic um but it, it it's a lot of this has to do with in my opinion, is the scholastic, like as far as the scholastic system, uh, as far as the Department of Education um, within our our country, and the dumbing down of the children and and, and the, the the students. It seems that more and more people know less about history, less about what what our country you know it was founded on, um, and they know more about things that really shouldn't be implemented into schools anyway, such as, you know, uh, um, equality, you know, social equity and CRT and, you know, things like that. And, you know, like SEL and, and stuff like that. It, it, it's like, to me, that's, that, that has nothing to do with arithmetic or literature um, or, you know, learning how to read or history. I mean, we should really focus on the basics, you know, science, reading, writing, literature, you know, arithmetic. And we're not really focusing on that. We're not focusing, we're not teaching the children things like simple things like uh, how to balance your check, your checking account or how to, you know, be responsible with your money, you know, just simple, basic things like that. Instead of we're teaching things that teach children at a very young age, that they are handicapped based on the color of their skin, which to me, uh, shows that it's intentional to some extent, because if you look at it from a perspective of if you're teaching a young child to feel that they are at a disadvantage at a very young age, who are they going to rely on? Most of the time growing up, these individuals grow up relying on the government. The more that we rely on the government as a populace, the more power they have, the less power we have. Um, and that's, that's highly concerning to me. And I feel like this is intentional. It's been intentional for quite some time. Um, but it's personal. It, 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 you know, we can always disagree. But uh, to me, it seems like this is this is where we've been heading for decades. And now we're starting to see the fruition of that. Um, and again, I think because we've been so complacent, many of us were so complacent, we weren't really paying attention. And now we are. Yeah, I mean, I think with the three top things that, are, that I'm running in my campaign 
Um, and the top three, of course, one is the economy, uh, uh, putting the money back into the people's pocketbook and and taking away these regulations and loopholes, uh, bringing back our energy uh, independence uh, to uh, dealing, of course, with the national security. I mean, we got drugs coming across our borders. We got unvetted uh, aliens coming across our, bo our borders. An open border in Texas is also an open border in Virginia. And we have to we have we have to secure our, our, our sovereignty again. And any nation that has open borders is 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 can't maintain its sovereignty. And then number three is the, is 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 the children, mm -hmm. uh, whether it be protecting our children from uh, criminal activity or from uh, those who are trying to change our children's mindsets to something that it shouldn't be at an early age, uh, disregarding parental guardianship. Uh, and those three things could 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 interchange because all of all of them you have to deal with some sense of of I don't want to use the word common sense all the time because some people don't even have that but but having a a, a foundation um, in in God and also in our Constitution and and so if 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 we have candidates who are not pressing the issue like my candidate won't even debate me because he says <laughs> until I until I totally say that there, there, there were no glitches and flinches in the 2020 elections. <laughs> yeah. He won't be in the I, road with me. <laughs> I actually read, I read an article, and it's uh, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Is it McEachin? Is that how you pronounce his name? Yes, uh, Aston Donald McEachin. Aston yeah. is his first name. Donald is his middle name. McEachin. Yeah, I was, I was reading. I literally was reading about that. I was actually going to ask you about that last night, and I, I thought that it was ridiculous that that is literally the 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 prerequisite to a debate with you is you have to admit that you know the election was uh completely uh you know legitimate and there was no irregularity at, at all and you know i'm just like wh why does that even matter what 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 does he stand to gain for, from that you know first and foremost what to 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 save face or to make himself look better to make you look bad in some way it, to me I just think that's a political blunder. I mean, honestly, I would just be completely transparent and honest and say, nope, I don't believe that. I, I disagree with you. However, I would still love to have a debate with you. If you decline, well, then it shows that maybe there's a little something on your side that you're not uh, 100% on board with, or maybe you're not comfortable with something. I don't know. But it, it shows me there's a weakness or a flaw um, on his end because that is such a very just – it, it, it's 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 so it, it's so substantially just small to me when it comes to priorities on my list of what I would want if I was running against someone to show uh, the the other party or to show my party. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. To, to me, there's no logic in that, and and I think it's really silly. I really do. Yeah, I mean, we're being labeled now uh, 2020 election deniers. <laughs> I've seen this all across the nation now. Mm -hmm. But we have 75% of all Americans who question uh, the 2020 uh, elections. 75%. Yeah. That's a lot of people who right. have questions, so. and I'm amongst them. I have questions. Yeah, and, rightly, and rightfully so. This is, and not to interrupt, but this is something that has been pressing since since the 2020 results for me. Because I remember the rally that we had um senator amanda chase was there you were there delegate john mcguire was there uh i think a few other individuals were, were there as well if I, if I remember correctly but um 
I remember that day that we were at the Capitol in Richmond and the election results came out and uh, Delegate John McGuire came up and uh, whispered in my ear, told me the, the election results. And then we immediately kind of uh, Joe Ordea was there as well. And we, we, we talked about it and we were like, you know, this doesn't make sense. And we, we were already told and there were already rumors and whispers and, you know, little, little, you know, just ideas being shot out there that there was going to be some form of um, election integrity issue, whether it be voter fraud or actual um, election fraud, which obviously we know the difference between voter fraud, you know, uh, voter fraud is for someone who is like, like an illegal who votes and then it gets counted, but election fraud, totally different. That's where you actually are changing the results. And we, came together and we said you know what stop the steal and it, it wasn't a situation where we were like we were we were thinking from a, a, a rabbit hole conspiracy theory saying oh this is a, you know here's a conspiracy theory we need to to really press on no it was just the fact that we were questioning the integrity of the elections because everything that had gone on because of of covid and because of of the mail in ballot system and and all of the laws that had been changed in in in, in many different states um, that would help for for some sort of election integrity issue to occur, um, and it was just us questioning it. And then all of a sudden we get labeled as conspiracy theorists and you know Trumpers and, and whatever it may be, you know, and, and the president himself, the the current president Biden, who supposedly said that he was all about unification and unity now calls us, you know, the MAGA We're we're the corrupt, we're the fascist. We're, you know, these, this, this just complete, just sore on the Americans uh, soil. And it, it's just, it's ridiculous. It really is because all we were doing was just using some critical thinking here and some skepticism. And, you know, skepticism isn't always necessarily based on, you know, ignorance or stupidity. Skepticism is just if you doubt something because of the validity or things that you've seen that have occurred. And here we are still skeptical on certain things. But then we're basically being we're, we're it's almost as if we're pariahs. We're, we're being ostracized or we're being uh, socially um, just. We're, we're, we're being outcasts socially from from the rest of America because we have questions and, you know, to be socially segregated. And, and, I, and I'm not talking about from a race perspective, but being socially segregated based on societal segregation, being cast out from society because we don't agree with this ideology is absolutely and detrimentally damaging um, to our core uh, as, as a whole, as a country. Well, I saw it. I was there with you. So I, I, I saw what happened. And uh, I know that night they could have called the called my race by nine o'clock. I mean, I was getting calls. I don't, it was amazing. It was like, congratulations. Well, 98% of the vote had already come in. So 2%. I mean, what can 2% add up to with the with the lead that we had? Uh, but yet, the, the race wasn't called, but yet on the other end, the race was called and, and a lot of the vote had not even come in for some of these other races. I'm talking about statewide races, senatorial races mm. um, as well. And so there's something that if we are going to be silenced on one of our constitutional rights to know, 
then we might as well forget the rest of the Constitution. Because if they yeah. can shut us up in one area, they can shut us up in all uh, areas. And that's not uh, the, the way the, the Constitution was written. Um, and uh, uh, to see what uh, some people are arguing right now is, is such a distraction uh, to the main point that if America loses its rights, which do not come from government, they come from God, then America is done. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and I'm talking to people who are from other countries like Venezuela, you know, uh, and, and some of these other countries that where where communism just totally took over right under their nose. And they're just living every day going, what in the heck just happened? Yeah, we are not too long. We, we are literally months away from that happening here um, in America if we don't show up, speak out. And stand up so that God can show show out and and um, through us and and so I I'm hoping along with you Matt that this awakening uh, will be substantial over the next few weeks uh, we we don't have long is what I'm really saying I yeah. believe personally we don't have long and uh, and as long as they keep throwing out those distractions you know uh, the the crime. Uh, uh, knowing good and well that we should be putting people in jail and if they do certain things, they shouldn't get out right away. Uh, th this uh, no cash bail, uh, the open borders, catch and release. I mean, certain things are just distractions to the main thing. Mm -hmm. That if these things keep going and we're sitting here fighting all these small fires, the main fire is... Uh, let's come on. Let's just admit 2020 elections. The main. Why are we in this mess right now? <laughs> mm -hmm. What 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 is the cause? We talk about cause and effect. How do we get to where we are right now, where our nation is about uh, just lost all of its respect on on the on the foreign scene? Mm -hmm. on the, uh, and how do we get here? And we have to go back and just trace it. It goes back to November 3rd, 2020. And we can go even further back when the, when the COVID-19 hit, where they were trying to tell us we had to lock down and shut down and that we had to stay six feet apart. <laughs> and so that also played into uh, the, the mail-in ballots. Yep. Absentee yep. voting. Yeah, it was. It was, a, it was a perfect it was a perfect storm for the Democrats in, in, in every way. Um, and, and unfortunately, uh, we... And, and I don't say you are, you or I per se, but as far as our party was concerned, I don't think we were anticipating the the the, the scale as to how much it would impact everything. Um, I think I think uh, in many instances we played it safe. Uh, our party did anyway, and we played it by the book like we always have. And I think we learned from it. Um, and I think, uh, uh, hopefully a lot of the, um, America learned from it as well. Uh, again, this is why I have a lot of hope for November. I really do think that we have a, a very solid, um, foundation in which we will, uh, get to where we need to get as far as winning back the house and, um, potentially seeing, uh, really positive results for, for 2024, this upcoming 2024, um, that's my hope, of course. Uh, you know, there's also, you know, many other variables out there. And, and, and as you said, you know, there are so many small fires. It is very, very hard to focus on 
what's the most important as to what is literally at the the top or the the zenith of the pinnacle as to what's going on right now. Um, and it's very difficult because of the variables. It's easy. It's very easy to get distracted. It's very easy to jump into a rabbit hole somewhere. Um, and and then I think that that is something that the left has specifically really banked on. I really, I really do. I think that they're counting on that. Um, but again, I think a lot of this is like it comes back to what you said. You know, we need more aha moments. I think we're getting it. I think we're getting it. And being married thirty years. Uh, my wife and I are uh, serving in ministry uh, in the inner city and 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 then also doing you know, some traveling and on a national scene, seeing in other places, whether it be Oregon or California or New York, where we recently just came from um, up there in Batavia. Uh, everybody's dealing with essentially the same the same stuff from the East Coast to the West Coast. Um, we were in Texas. I mean, I had a chance personally to go to the borders myself. I saw at the Rio Grande, you know, where, where you can just walk right across the waters, right yep. into him, right into America. I saw the places where uh, the the border walls, the wall, the materials are laying on the ground, rusting. Yep. You know, I, I've seen it. And you none know? of that that never would have happened under Trump. I mean, that that is one solid uh, piece of evidence that that we've seen from the past under the Trump administration. That never would have happened. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's almost like uh, this administration is being run uh, by some others, others, you know, behind mm-hmm. the scenes. Yeah, it's, it's not really Biden. I don't I don't I don't even think he knows where he is right now. He's uh, honestly I would say he's on he's he's barely sentient. Uh, I really would. And, and I say that in all sincerity not to be not to be harsh and, and critical or to, to poke poke at him or jab at him but but honestly he's barely sentient um it, it's it's as if it's almost and, and I will put a little bit of a joke out you know I, I take that back but uh, it's almost like watching uh, weekend at Bernie's um you know that that you know that you know you know the movie um, yeah. younger individuals might not know the movie but but literally it's it's like watching weekend at Bernie's and um, it's, it's, it's a sad state that, you know, this has happened and, and that's, you know, it's another concern too, for 2024 with, you know, the, and I'm not saying Trump is, is not cognitively capable because he's extremely capable. He's very alert. And, um, and I think that he's, he's going to continue to be extremely alert, but, but it, but it comes in, it, it, it brings up the question, you know, maybe we need to start focusing or should we start focusing more so on, on bringing younger individuals and in, into presidency within our country. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting dyna- dynamic to say the least, because you just never know cognitively how you are going to decline over time. Um, you know, if Trump runs in, in 2024, which I think he's probably going to, he's pretty much everything, you know, said everything, but He's going to, uh, you know, at least made it, you know, known to where he is, you know, actually legitimately going to do it other than sitting on golf courses here and there. But um, he's going to be he's not going to be, you know, he's going to be older than Biden. And, and you know, when, when Biden ran and, you know, and I don't know that that to me is concerning. Um, but also, I think that if he stays where he is cognitively, I think he'll be fine as well if he does. And and I think that, you know, what happened with with Mar-a-Lago just it really 
confirmed where we were or where we are as a country and, and what's going on from the corruption that we're seeing. Um, but it also, a lot of these individuals that were kind of fence sitters or people that were like, well, maybe I'm going to vote for DeSantis if he runs. I was actually one of those people, to be honest. Um, I think that it solidified the, the and, and it gave us the, the fire that we needed to say no. Where if 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 Trump does this, if Trump runs, if he's capable of of, of running and he wants to do this, then we're we're all on board. And I think it was helpful to some extent that we saw what happened, um, and we continue to see what what's going on because I think that's where I'm having, at least for, from my personal perspective, where I'm having a lot of hope towards 2024. Um, so we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens. But hey, look about about you because I know we were talking about all kinds of different random things. So how do you feel right now with with, you know, uh, where you're standing against uh, McEachin and what do you think um, potentially is going to happen? If, if well, play I, I, first and foremost, I believe I believe this time we're, we're going to walk in. We're going to win. And but not only that, it's going to be an impressive win across the board for uh, especially I was up with Yesley Vega uh, this weekend. And seeing the the Hispanics, oh my goodness, the Latinos, they mm. are leaving the Democratic Party. And come to find out, even African Americans are leaving the Democratic Party. Not that they're not beautiful, wonderful people in the Democratic Party, but they're leaving the platform because the platform doesn't represent what they are truly in their core values represent anymore. Yeah. Uh, if you sit and talk to an Hispanic, Latino, or African American, they believe in family, hard work. They believe in raising their kids. They believe in education. Uh, they believe in keeping a neighborhood safe. And right now, the Democratic Party is on fire. Yeah, I was I was literally getting ready to say that Vega is actually very spicy. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. They're on fire. I mean, a dumpster fire. I mean, <laughs> I mean everything is just. Uh, combustible. Mm -hmm. It's it's just it's just it's just uh, turning into ashes. Yeah. And people are starting to see it. And when I was this weekend with the Latino, uh, I was with the uh, uh, the Republican, the uh, National Latino Coalition, and I'm telling you, they are on fire uh, yeah. for this this elections. And so where I am right now, I'm I'm seeing it for myself on the ground, on the ground. And, and, and people, uh, whether they say it openly or secretly, I don't think I'm going to vote Democrat this time. Yeah. And, 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 and that is with my ears to the ground, what mm. I'm hearing and seeing. And, and so I really want everyone to pray that's listening right now that we come together as a nation in spite of party affiliation. That yeah. we come together as the United States of America, as humans and as citizens of the one of the greatest countries ever, um, ever to uh, be uh, to be found. Mm -hmm. uh, and and along with Israel, we, we're praying uh, that everyone that 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 loves uh, country, God and family, that they will understand that these elections right now are paramount. Yeah, they cannot choose to ignore and just hope things will change. They, they got to show up, show out, and 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 speak up, and and so that God can show out, yeah, and, and, and do His thing in and through us. 
I agree a hundred percent. And I, I wish you the best. And I think that, I think you're right. I think, you know, things are, are looking up and I, I, I'm very excited to see what's going to, to happen over the next few months. Um, I'm, I'm very hopeful. And uh, for the first time in quite some time, <laughs> I, I personally am, am very hopeful as to what's going on. And I wish you the best of luck. I think that you're going to you're going to do very well and I look forward to see what what happens. And I appreciate you coming on. Is there anything that you'd like to close with um, before yeah. we, we cut out? Well, look, I, I got endorsed by Governor Glenn Youngkin, uh, Lieutenant yep. Governor Winston Sears, Attorney General Jason Myers, uh, also uh, a lot of the uh, uh PACs have endorsed me. Um, um, and it's 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 just amazing what's going on right now. So I want everyone to 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 get involved, get involved locally, get involved locally. Local action leads to national impact. Get involved in the school boards again, get involved in the city council, but uh, talk to the mayor again. I mean, talk to the sheriffs, get get everybody involved and uh, go to my website, Benjamin the number four congress.com. That's Benjamin, the number four congress.com. Uh, we got some events coming up. They can see my events page. And we're excited, Matt. And I want to thank you uh, for allowing me to share and to speak today. And, and thank you for your heart and, and for your listening audience and, and what you have done um, over these years to, to bring influence back into the marketplace. Hey, thank you very much, Leon. And as, as always, it was wonderful talking to you. And I'll talk to you in the future. Thank you so much. All right. God bless you, man. You too. Thanks.